She howls, she bites, she wants to take me down with all of her might. She snarls, she growls, but now I'm ready to put up a fight. I've been in therapy for a hundred years, and there's a piece that I finally found. I've let go of so many fears, and she is not gonna kick me around. I'm taming my inner critic. You're not welcome here anymore. I'm taming my inner critic. Allow me to kick you out the door. Hi, I'm Judy Ray, and welcome to Wild Woman Wisdom. Well, you know, my tagline says, been there, done that, learned a lot. And one of the things I've learned is that we never stop learning. And when we choose to actively learn, it really helps us stay young at heart. And I would go so far as to say it helps us stay resilient. But before we get into my topic today, which is resilience, I want to address the fact that after my first Wild Woman Wisdom Podcast, I received a few calls and text messages about my name, Judy Ray. One of my dear friends uh, that called was Cheryl Parker, who I hadn't talked to in a while, and she called to say, got your new podcast, like it, but what's up with the name change? So to any of you who also might have wondered, I thought I would take a minute to explain. I haven't changed my name. Ray is my middle name. And until I was 10, my family and classmates all called me Judy Ray. Judy was a popular name when I was growing up, so there were always a few Judys in my class. I didn't think Ray was a cute name. I I thought it was weird. I I was named after my grandfather, so it, it felt like it was a boy's name. And I just really didn't like it that much. So when I was 10, we moved and I, I went to a new school. And once again, there were several Judys. But this time when the teacher asked, okay, all the Judys who have a middle name, uh, stand up. And I was like, I didn't, didn't move. I said, I, I don't have a middle name. And my name isn't Judith, it's Judy. So that wasn't an option. So from then on, everyone except my family called me Judy. Uh, coincidentally, that coincided with the birth of my little sister, Nancy Lee, who was named after our other grandfather. But that's a, that's a story for another time. As an adult, I like the name Ray. Um, I spell it R-A-E, and it has a, it has a really good vibe. So when I was planning this new podcast, I decided I wanted to reclaim my middle name. Now, that's another way of saying I wanted to reclaim the qualities of that 10-year-old Judy Ray. Things like awe, wonder, innocence, and and even more curiosity and, of, of course, playfulness. Now, actually, I don't think I ever really lost that playful part. She just hides sometimes, and, and, I, and I get too serious. I don't know if that happens to any of you, but I'm, I'm guessing it just might. One of my main teachers and mentors in life was Angelus Arian, a cross-cultural anthropologist, an author, a teacher, and an amazing woman who truly walked her talk. I met Angelus when she was booked on the radio show I had in San Francisco almost 25 years ago called The Intuitive Connection. To be honest, when she was booked on the show, I didn't even know what a cross-cultural anthropologist was. I knew we were going to be talking about intuition. 
I will never forget walking out of the station that day after our interview, and we were standing waiting for the elevator because I usually uh, took my guests to lunch after the show. They were always so interesting, and that was a fun thing to do. While we were waiting, she looked up at me, and I say that she looked up at me because she was a small woman with a huge spirit, and she said, what are you, what are you doing here? And I thought, well, what do you mean? We, we just did a radio show. She said, you know, you are supposed to be doing television. And I looked at her and I said, you are so intuitive. I, I have been pitching a mind, body, spirit TV show for a while, but it seems to be a little ahead of its time. She gave me a big smile and she said, don't worry. It's going to happen when the time is right. That is what you are going to be doing. I did learn what a cross-cultural anthropologist did when I studied with her a few years later. She would say to us, if you can get back in touch with your younger self and and what you liked to do when when you were little, what you wanted to be when you grew up, you would probably get pretty close to finding your soul's purpose. So I'm thinking that's a pretty good reason to get back in touch with Judy Ray. Okay. Back to my conversation with Cheryl, who, by the way, I met over 20 years ago when we were introduced by Angelus Arian. Both of us studied with her, and she thought we needed to know each other. And she was right. As it turned out, we have had a very loving and supportive friendship for for many years now. And Cheryl's also been a, a big supporter of our Healing Quest television series over the years. Okay, right before Cheryl called, I was in the shower, and I've often heard inspiration sometimes strikes when you're in the shower. And I've, I've actually had that experience in the past. So I was asking for some inspiration. I get out of the shower, and within minutes, my phone rings. I didn't recognize the number, and I, I usually don't answer if I, if I don't, but my intuition said, answer it. It was Cheryl. And the first thing she said was, I have a new number. I, I didn't think you would answer. So we were just catching up, and when I asked Cheryl what she had been up to, she was telling me about the work that she'd been doing with a a nonprofit called Dovetail Learning, which gives children and adults tools to help them be more resilient. Immediately, I knew I wanted to talk about resilience. I also felt Angela's had worked her magic even from the other side by connecting us that morning. I know. Might sound a little woo-woo, but oh well. Some of the things I've learned over the years from interviewing doctors, healers, and, and patients is that there was a certain quality that was always present in resilient people that seems to make them recover quicker from adversity, not from traumas big and small, even tragedies, and and, and other significant sources of stress. I noticed resilient people understood their emotions and they knew how to manage them. The other thing was that most of them had a really positive attitude as well as a willingness to to work on themselves. But what I heard over and over from the people that were very resilient was that they had strong connections with friends and family. Even the people who had adverse childhood experiences if, if they, in adulthood, managed to create strong bonds and attachments, even if it was just with one person, they were more resilient 
And if they had strong friendships and communities, they seemed to be even more resilient. While Cheryl was telling me about this important work, I said, I want you to be on our show to share some of those tools because I think it's safe to say we could all use a a, a little more resilience right now. She said yes. So I'm excited now to be joined by my friend, Cheryl Parker. Oh, I'm delighted to be here with you. Oh, it's, it's so good to see your face. I haven't seen you for a while. It's just... You know, I love this about these Zoom calls. You know, you're we're connecting with people that we might ordinarily talk to on the phone, but not necessarily get to see their face. So this is kind of fun. You know, given the given the times, you know, when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about today, and then you you called. I think it's more important than ever that we're dealing with this thing called resilience. And for me, I don't know. I I have found that. What I'm noticing uh, in the people in my circles are the, are the people that have already built up a lot of resilience in their life or have the tools to deal with adversity and trauma are doing a little bit better than those that haven't. Um, don't maybe have a real toolbox full of, of things that can help them through times like this. First of all, I was really impressed with the work that you've been doing with this nonprofit called Dovetail Learning. And so maybe you can just tell uh, our listeners a little bit about what Dovetail Learning does. Okay. Well, Dovetail Learning, um, we uh, support people by being their very best self. And we have a program that we have spent uh, the last nine nine months uh, developing called We Are Resilient. And what it is, is it basically is teaching us first how to be resilient within ourselves, and then um, also how to be resilient with another and then also with a collective and so we have what we call the centering uh, centering skills the connecting skills and the collaborating skills and uh, we teach those skills because we are all resilient we come into this world resilient good point (laughs) yeah we do we come into this world resilient and we find the way to get through our life and we have things that have been really good and helped us and then there are things that get in our way and so what we do is we honor the resilience that you have and then offer skills and practices to help you become even more resilient they've been around now for a while about 10 years Yes, yes, they have been, and uh, they were very much uh, doing a lot of work in the in the schools, um, and but now they've expanded and doing work with um, families because you know families are staying home with their children. So we're doing programs, circles. They're actually doing resilient circles for children and their fa- and the families, and then there's circles for healthcare workers, and there's uh, for corporate. So they're going into different areas where. The, they can offer new skills so that we can all help each other and how we can each individually be resilient because that's the most important part. How can I be resilient within myself? And then how can I be resilient when I'm interacting with others? It's free, right? I mean, these circles are yes. free? Yes, these the circles are free and um, uh, the, you, people can learn about it on dovetaillearning.org. Um, but what I wanted to say was that it's an open resource um, so that it's free to everyone. Um, the basic uh, skill sets are free to everyone uh, because it's so important at this time. And um, Well, let's talk about the basic skill sets. So what, you know, if I'm out there listening and I'm thinking, well, that sounds good. And I'm not feeling like I have a lot of resilience right now. So Cheryl, what would you suggest I do or what could I work on that might help me right now in this moment? Well, what would help each one of us in a moment is to remember to breathe. 
Taking a moment and to do mindful breathing is so important. Just to still the quietness in your mind, to bring yourself back into your own center so that you can, and notice where you are with inside of yourself. Notice, you know, what am I feeling, sensing, what is going on with me, and being able to spend a moment on that. That's an excellent point. Do you have any particular exercise? I know for me, sometimes I like to do five mm -hmm. breaths. And at the count of five, breathe into the count of five, hold to the count of five, and then release to the count of five, and do it five times. And, and often that uh, settles me down. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that practice. Um, often when I'm in a hurry, I'll just take, start an, even starting a meeting or a conversation, let's say, let's take 30 seconds of silence. And just to be silent for a second, go in, check in with ourselves, and see where we are. Um, I find that's very helpful for me is to notice where I am in that moment and to be mindful and to, to take the time to breathe. These circles are happening, and I know you work with children. So for some of our listeners out there that, that may have children that they are trying to explain to them, you know, what's happening and then making them feel safe and making them, you know, helping them feel like this is, you're going to be okay. Are, are there any specific tools that you would recommend for parents? There's actually um, a number of tools that we have um, for, for families staying at home. And in fact, if um, people are interested, they can go to the dovetaillearning.org website. And under online at the bottom of the main page, there's four or five uh, 30 to 40 minute videos about uh, how families can work with their own resilience in a family and um, help with the different things that come up during this time of sheltering in place. Um, and Brian and Christy run those two um, particular family circles and they do an awesome job and a wonderful example. They both have three children and so they have lots of examples of the things that are going on in their house. So if people are interested in, you know, some of the skill sets and, and the experience of some people who actually have, you know, three children at home that they're homeschooling and, um, you know, sheltering in place with. Uh, I think it's a, a wonderful kind of overview. And there's like four, maybe five um, of these videos. If people are interested, they can look at them. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. It's wonderful to connect with you and you look happy. You've got that big smile on your face. So I... I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm happy to see you and it's wonderful to connect. And thank you so much. And I'm so happy for you. Well, thank you, Cheryl. I've been speaking with Cheryl Parker about the importance of resilience in our life and how we can all do some little things that help us just stay connected to our core and stay connected to the ground and the earth and uh, help us be resilient during what can seem like challenging times. Thanks so much for listening to Wild Woman Wisdom today on nowwithpurpose.com. I'm Judy Ray, wishing you all the resilience you need to get through your days. I'm taming my inner critic. You have no power over me. I'm taming my inner critic, knowing my words.